Today's daf is Nedarim daf Samachay, and we are at the very top line of daf Samachay Ahmed Aleph Tanya. Today's daf is being learned Le'ilu Nishmas Chaim Elazar Ben Yibadul Chaim Reb Shim Shenaya. So yesterday we began a new parak, the ninth parak of Masachdus Nedarim, parak Rabbi Eliezer, which begins with two disputes that the Tana Rabbi Eliezer had with the Chachamim as it relates to the halachos of Hatoras Nadara. The first, which seems to be more of a sugya in the laws of Kibbut Ava'im, ironically, was poischin la'adam b'chvayit ava ve'imai, or ain poischin la'adam b'chvayit ava ve'imai. Rabbi Eliezer, despite the fact that he's usually shitas beishamai, was mekel, Despite the fact that Bishamah is usually Machmer, he holds Poischim Adam Imai, the Chachamim Oisrim, and the Chachamim said it's not okay. The second Machloikis between Rebeliez and the Chachamim was Poischim bin Noilad or Ain Poischim bin Noilad. Again, Rebeliez is Makel, he holds Poischim bin Noilad, the Chachamim holds Ain Poischim bin Noilad. What does Poischim bin Noilad mean? It is discussing a Chacham that is going to be Mataneder using the medium of Pesach. However, the Ta'us that the Chacham is establishing is something that did not physically exist at the time that the person made the nether. Not only did it not exist, but it wasn't Shechiach or Matsui that it would exist. Can I now use that as a basis to establish Taos to be Mataneder or not? Rabbi said yes. The Chachamim said not. What would be an example of Noila, just to bring out Behamchasha a little bit, what this Tzir is? So the Mishnah gave a few examples. A person made a Neder, he won't have enough from another person, and as far as he knows, that other person was just a Pashtiyit. However, Vinasa Seifer, he became a Seifer, and now he wants to buy Sefer Torah, Tefillin, and Mezuzahs from him. Could he say that had I known that this person was going to become a Seifer, I would have never made the nether. As a result, there's an element of Taos. Therefore, we have a Pesach to be Mat and says, yes, the Chachamim say, this is Neulat. This is textbook, literally the example of the Mishnah. Because at the time that this person made the nether, this person who he was making a nether that he would not have enough from was not a cipher. Not just that, it wasn't Shriach or Matsui that he was going to become a cipher. As a result, this is an example of Noilad. This is the second Machloikas between Rabbi and the Chacham. The Gemara on Ahmed Beis, this was the last part of yesterday's daf, said, My time of the Rebbe Yezer. What's the Makar of Rebbe Yezer that holds Poischem and Neulad? In other words, the Gemara feels that al Rebbe Lahavi Araya, that you could use Neulad as a Pesach. In Svara, you would think not. But if Rebbe says, yeah, probably he has a Makar. So the Gemara says, what's his Makar? So the Gemara said he learned it from a Pasuk in the Torah. It's in Parsha Shemois. It's discussing Moshe Rabbeinu and an arrangement that he made with his Shver Yisrael. So, everyone knows that Moshe Rabbeinu killed a Mitzri. Dasan and Aviram, according to some, witnessed Moshe Rabbeinu killing the Mitzri. And as a result, Moshe Rabbeinu's life was at risk. He was forced to leave Mitzrayim. He was a quote-unquote fugitive. He ended up in Midian. When he was in Midian, he met the priest of Midian, a man named Yisrael who had seven daughters, and Moshe Rabbeinu marries one of Yisrael's daughters, Zipporah. 
However, the way the Gemara in yesterday's daf and today's daf understands the psukim, Moshe Rabbeinu first had to agree to a deal. The deal was, Pashit, that he would not leave Midian with his family unless Yisrael gave him Rishos. Not only did he sign a contract as such, but old school he made a shvur. The Pasuk says, that Moshe Rabbeinu swore that he was going to remain together with the Ish, meaning Heshver Yisrael, he wouldn't leave with his family. And as we're going to see, Mefurish in today's daf, in Vayoyel El Eloshen Shvur, that the word Vayoyel is from the Shairish of Allah, which we find means Shvur. So Moshe Rabbeinu swore that he was going to remain together with Yisrael. In the interim, the Pasuk says that the people that wanted Moshe Rabbeinu dead, themselves died. And as a result, there was no longer any risk or danger for Moshe Rabbeinu to turn into Mitzrayim. And it's for that reason Hashem comes to Moshe and he tells him, Leich shuv Mitzrayim ki kol And what Moshe Rabbeinu would do, he heeded the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he returned to Mitzrayim. He becomes the Goyo, and of course the rest is history. Frank the Gemara, how could Moshe Rabbeinu go back to Mitzrayim? He made a shvua that he wasn't going to leave. Must be, said Rabbi Eliezer, that the reason he was able to go is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Mater Heshvua. Ah, you can't just be Mater Heshvua. He was Mater with a Pesach. What was the Pesach? Had you known that those people were going to die, would you have ever made the Shvua? Apparently the answer was no. And it's for that reason, Moshe Rabbeinu now was not bound by the Shvua. He's allowed to return to Mitzrayim. Abu Rabbi Yezah said the fact that these per- people would die is Noilad. And if it's Noilad, how could you be Paiseach ben Noilad? Oh, must be. This is a Raya. Paiseach What are the Chachamimo? So the Gemara discussed that already in yesterday's daf. Either way, Rabbi Yezah's halacha of Paiseach ben Noilad is really predicated on the Parsha of Vayoyo Moshe Lo Sheves Eso Ish. Moshe Rabbeinu swore he wasn't going to leave Yisroi. He did leave Yisroi. Must be that his Shvua had She'ela. What was the She'ela? Had you known Mesu Kol Anoshim? That's a Pesach. That's Noilad. And you see from here, Paiskim ben Noilad. It's just Kedai to mention as a little bit of a hakdama to the first part of today's shortish daf, and that is that what was the nature of the Shvur? So from our Gemara, it seems, the Shvur was that he wasn't going to leave Yisrael. Now, why would Yisrael have made him swear? So Chazal, in a few different places, I'm reading it from Shmois Rabba, but Chazal said as follows. Why did Yisroi force Moshe to swear? He told him, I know that you are Yaakov. When Lavan gave him his daughters, he took his daughters, Rachel and Leah, and he left Lavan's house middle of the night. If I give you my daughter, are you going to do the same thing that you say the Yaakov did? You're going to run away. No, swear, he swore, and that's when he gave him Tzapayr. So why did Yisrael force him to swear? Because he was chayshin him a little bit, that maybe he was going to do what Yaakov Avinu did in Parshish Vayetze when he ran away together with his family. But there's another 
Derech in Chazal, and this is in the Mechilta in Parshas Yisroi, where the Mechilta says as follows: When Moshe was sitting down together with Yisroi and they're working out all the fine print in terms of this shidduch, so he said, "There's something that you need to agree to in order for me to give you my daughter." Amalei Ma, what's this thing? Amalei told him, "Ben The Sunday you're going to have first has to be a koimer, he has to be given over to Avodah Zarah. After that, you can do whatever you want with your sons. agreed. So Yisri tells Moshe, I want you to swear it. Don't just say it. I want you to swear it. And he swore. So he went ahead and he swore. Moshe Rabbeinu Shvua was not that he was going to stay together with Yisroi, but Moshe Rabbeinu Shvua, according to the Mechilta, was that he was going to give his first son, which of course was Gershom, over to Avodah Zara. We all know, of course, what happened. Chazal say that it was because of this Shvua that Moshe Rabbeinu made, even though the Cheshbonus, of course, that Moshe Rabbeinu had, that ultimately he would have an enoko through Gershem that would be involved in the Pesel Micha, Vadvar Matikim. But the bottom line is, if you go through Chazal from a very, very high level, there seemed to be two drachim as to what exactly the Shvuah was. From our Gemara, and the Sugi right here in Perak Rebeliezer, it would seem like the derech of the Shmois Rabbah, and that is that the Shvua was not that I'm going to give my son over Labay Dazara, but the Shvua was I wasn't going to leave. And why was Yisrael paranoid that he made Moshe Rabbeinu swear? So Chazal say it's based on the fact that Yaakov Avinu had taken the daughters of Lavan, and in Yisrael's eyes, he ran away with them. So Yisrael's afraid that maybe Moshe Rabbeinu is going to do a mice of a similar bottom, he's going to follow in their ways, and that's why he was concerned. Either way, today's daf is going to begin with another halacha, that's Nogeya, the sugis that we're learning, that we learn from the Vayoyo Moshe, from this Shvua, that Moshe Rabbeinu made. It's up to Gemara. First Word on Daf Samachem Adal. Time you've learned to the price. Mudar Nami Chaveroi. If somebody makes a neder, he's not going to have enough from his friend. Imatirunle Elabafanov. And now he wants to be matter this neder. So the hatara needs to happen in the presence of the Chaveroi. So Reuven makes a neder. He won't have enough from Shimon. Reuven wants to go to a Chacham. He has a good basis. Pesach Rarata, whatever can be matter the neder. He could only do it if Shimon is there. Being that Shimon is on the other end of this transaction of this neder, he would need to be present. At the time that we're being matter this nether, says the Gemara. No, and how do I know this? I'm Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said the chesed because the pasuk says, "Vayem Hashem el Moshe." Hashem told Moshe, "Bim Midian in Midian, Lech Shuv Mitzrayim, go back to Mitzrayim, Ki Mesu Kol Anoshem." Because all the people that want to kill you die. This is the pasuk from where we see that Hashem was matter the shvu of Moshe. Now the pasuk says, "Vayem Hashem el Moshe bim Midian." Hashem told Moshe in Midian. And the way the Me'iri learns the Gemara, the word Midian is extra. Oh, Maloy, so Hashem was telling Moshe, B'midyan, no darta, that it has to be a Midian. You know why? Because you made the nether in Midian. The only place I could be matted the nether is in Midian. In other words, you made a nether that you would not leave Midian, or that you would not leave Yisra, your shver, who's in Midian. I can't just be matted the nether. I have to do it in Midian. I have to do it in the presence of your shver, Yisra. Now, how do you know that Moshe Rabbeinu even made a shvur? And this is really a question, not just on these few lines that we just learned, but this goes back to yesterday's daf and really everything that we're learning. How do you know Allah means shvur? So the Gemara is going to tell us a little story to answer this question because it says, 
Okay. And then the Pasik says, Vigam Bamelech Nevuchadnetzar Morod Asher Hishbioi Be'eloikim. So the context over here is a Shvua, a Shvua that Sidkiyo, the last king of Malchus Beis David, before the destruction of the first Beis Amikdash, swore. Who did he swear to? To Melech Nebuchadnezzar. And the Pasik says that he had sworn. And after he swore, he was married, he rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar. So what's going on over here? What's the rest of the story? So the Gemara says, My is visiting Nebuchadnezzar, and he opens up the door, and he sees Nebuchadnezzar in the middle of eating. He wasn't have supposed to see what he saw. What was this Mara Hagadol? He was eating a live rabbit. Now apparently, it was not okay for a king, a man of prominent stature, to be eating a, a live rabbit. So when Nebuchadnezzar sees, he tries to hide it. Did you see anything? What are you referring to? Did you see me eating what I ate? But Kitzer, it was Nascala that Sitkio saw what he wasn't supposed to see. Nebuchadnezzar is very perturbed. Amalese, he tells him, Swear to me right now that you're not going to reveal to anybody. You're not going to say that I walked in on Nebuchadnezzar and I saw him eating a live rabbit. Sitkio says, no worries. He swore. Turns out, a little while later, Sitkio was in a lot of pain over the fact that he could not reveal what he saw Nebuchadnezzar doing. Now, why would he have been in pain? So it seems like he thought that this was a very valuable piece of information that maybe would denigrate Nebuchadnezzar in the eyes of people and maybe would help the Jewish cause. So it bothered him that he had sworn that he wouldn't reveal to anybody the fact that Nebuchadnezzar, again, was eating this live rabbit. So what did Kiyo do? He made a shvua. It shall shvua say. So he went to the Chachamim and he was shayulah a shvua. And as a result, he now was free of the shvuah, and he told people what he saw. In the meantime, Nebuchadnezzar hears that people are embarrassing him. So he summons the Sanhedrin and Sidkiyo. He told him, Do you see what Sidkiyo did? He's walking around, he's bashmutzing me, and he's saying all these things about me. Didn't he, Sidkiyo, swear in the name of Hashem that you wouldn't reveal? He told him, I did. However, I was showing you my he said, Could you be He said, Yes. He says, Could you be only befanov, however, or could you do it even shalei befanov? So he's asking these questions to the Sanhedrin. Amrulei befanov, they said, no, it has to be befanov. So Amrulei said, my So how did you allow? yourselves to be matter the shvu of Tzidkiyo, I wasn't there. And being that this shvu was that you wouldn't reveal something that's no gay in me, so you shouldn't have allowed this to happen. Miyad, immediately, the Gemara quotes a Pasuk in Eicha that says, Yeshvu la'aretz yidmu ziknei bas tziyoin. What does this mean? I'm Rabbi Yitzchak sheshantu kar That up until that point, Nebuchadnezzar, as much as he had an agenda to destroy the Beis Hamikdash and take the Yidin into Golos, but he had a certain respect for the Sanhedrin. But because of this Maisa, he took the Sanhedrin off their pedestal, Shamtu Karim he removed the pillows, the chairs that they were sitting on, and he put them on the floor, meaning he no longer had that respect for them. And this was a very 
critical turning point in the history of the Jews during Bayes Rishon, and it was based on the fact that Tzidkiyot made a shvuah that he would not reveal what he saw about Nebuchadnezzar. He was shoyal on a shvuah, legitimately, but at the same time, shaloi b'fanov, and as today's daf began, hamudr anome chaveri en matirin loy elo b'fanov, the Gemara says it regarding neder, same is true regarding shvuah. How do we know it? We learn it from Moshe Rabbeinu. We did sleep by Moshe Rabbeinu, vayoyel Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu made a shvuah, and Hashem was mat to the shvuah. Midian. He was mattered in Midian. Why did it have to be in Midian? Amalo, he told him, Midian the nether was made in Midian. The hetter of this nether, or this shvuah, would have to be in Midian as well. So just to speak out a little bit of what's going on in the Ran, there's one very, very long Ran that covers Kemat, the entire Amit. Number one, the Ran brings a Yerushalmi that says two different pshatin as to why it is that there's a halacha that hamudra no mechaveroi in matirinoi elabafana. The first time that the Yerushalmi gives is because we want that a person that makes a nether, that he will do something for his friend, he won't just go ahead and be matirin. Meaning, if a person can be matter and neder, even shaloi b'fanov, so a person will be more prone to just be matter nedarim, even if him being matter neder will have a negative impact on one of his chaver. But if you being matter and neder would have a negative impact on your chaver, and you would have to do it b'fanov, you might be embarrassed, and it's for that reason, you may end up not doing it. So says the Yushami, it's for that reason, because if a person would make a nether, which has a benefit to his chaver, and you tell him the only way you can be matur is b'fanov, he may not do it. Which is a good thing, because other Abba, we want him to be mative to his friend. So because of the busha that would be involved in being matter the nether, that would be a deterrent for him not to be matter, and not, not to be matter, and that's why Chazal put this halach in place. Yushami gives another reason, and that is mepnei hachashad. If someone's more than chaveroi, so for the last five years, he can't have any hanah from him. All of a sudden, one day, he says, no, I can have all the hanah in the world from you. Didn't you make a nether? So he's going to say, I was matter nether. People might be chayshin, and what's going on over here? But if there's halacha, of, so this chaver has to be befanov. So in that instance, it's not going to be a problem. Says the Ram, what's the nafkamina? So he says, I'll tell you two nafkaminas. One nafkamina would be, do we say that the only time is when you're, the nether that you made actually has a beneficial outcome for the chaver? According to the first reason, that it's mepnei abusha, that if you made a nether, that you're going to do something, or you're some iser or some shvua, that's Lutoivas Chaveroi. So if we say that it has to be Bafanov, you won't be Matarit. So that's only a Svara where it's Lutoivas Chaveroi. But if it's not Lutoivas Chaveroi, so you don't have this Svara. If you don't have this Svara, this Allah is not going to be the fact. If, however, it's related to Mepneach Shad, so it has nothing to do with Busha, has nothing to do with Toivas Chaveroi, then this Allah is always giving me an effect. Another Nafkimina says the Ran is what would be if the person is not going to be Matar the Neder Bifnei Chaveroi, however, he's going to be Moidia him. He'll let him know. He'll send a shliach to notify him. Going to the first reason that we want to encourage Busha so that we'll discourage this person from being matter. So 
to send through a shliach doesn't involve so much busha. So if we're going to say that no, even if you send through a shliach, it's not going to be okay. But according to the second reason that it's related to chshad, so as long as you're going to notify him, that lechura would end up being enough. So the Ran says these would be two nafkaminas. Now the truth is the two cases that Chazal gave us and our Gemara here, the Dorm Samachem and Aleph of a mudar nami chaver imatirly elabafanov, they were both shvuas. But the two examples were where was the tovas chaver? Number one. Moshe Rabbeinu Shvua that he's not going to leave his Shver Yisroi he's not going to take the Enoch away they're going to all be together so that's Lotevah Yisroi and number two Tzidkiyo Shvua that he made to Nebuchadnezzar that he won't reveal to him this not nice thing that he saw him doing so the two examples that Chazal gave are a mudar and a machaver where and the Ran says that's why I hear a star Kitzad that that's the only time this is going to be the case but at the end of the day the Ran says I think it should be Tolui in these two Mahalchem Yerushalmi another question that the Ran asks, which is very, very obvious, and that is, if the halach is that Amodah no mechaveira imatirle elabafonov, so what's takibshat in the Sanhedrin? Why would they matter the shvua of Tzitkiyo? So the Ran says that one thing you see for sure is that even though there's such a locha that immaterially elevafanov, but it's only lechatchilo not b'diavet because he sees that kiyos shvua went away. But the answer doesn't make me happy. At the end of the day, why did they do it? So the question is, why was it okay? Says the Ran that Ikalameimar mitzvah matirin. That even though it's true there's such a halacha, but for advar mitzvah it's okay. Now why was Sitkiyo revealing what happened when Nevuchanetzar advar mitzvah? Vit Sitkiyo have a mitzdar biyoser kushleihoyu yochel egalus umespatla idei kachmim lachashemayin. Because Sitkiyo was in so much tsar that he couldn't reveal what was going on. So b'derech grama it was causing him bittel from lachashemayin. And the Sanhedrin made a calculation that, that if this is the case, it's okay for you to go. Ahead Ahead and reveal it, and that was the cheshbon of Dvar Mitzvah. So it's true, really, it's not okay. However, there was an element of Dvar Mitzvah. What's the Dvar Mitzvah? He's in so much pain over what's going on that I can't reveal it, that it's causing him to be mevatel. We have a raid bite from seven and a half years ago on this calculation or miscalculation that was made by this Sanhedrin, Ayin Shom, and on that note, we go weiter. So the second of the two machloikis in between Rebbe and the Chachamim is Poischem ben Noilad or Ein. Poischin Benoilat, Rebbe says, yes, the Chachamim say no. The next Mishnah is going to begin with a Shnitas Rameyer, who in essence holds like the Chachamim, in Poischin Benoilat. However, he holds that there is this in-between stage that's not mamish noilad, but a little bit like noilad, where you could be poisech. Let's see what that means. Rameyo, I mean, says, Yesh dvarm shen ke noilad, en ke noilad. There's something that's like noilad, but that's not really noilad. In chamem noilad. However, chamem disagreed. Ketzad, what's an example of this in between? So the previous Mishnah mentioned Rabbi Yezus poisechem noilad and gave examples of what it means to be poisech ben noilad. So now we're going to have examples of what it means dvarm shen ke noilad, of the enen ke noilad. Omar koinim, somebody says, aneder shani noises poinus that I'm going to. Not marry Poinus. Sha'avira, and he says clearly why. Because her father is a bad guy. Amrullah, then they told him, Mace, you know, he died. Or he did Shuva. That's an example of something that's noilad, but it's not mamish noilad. Somebody makes a nether, he's not going to walk into a house. And he says the reason is because he's a 
dog, a very, very dangerous dog inside. Or there's a snake inside. They told They say that the dog died or the, the nachash died. So these are examples of things that are in kinoil. If it ain't a kinoil, it's a shtikl noil, but it's not really noil. However, the chachamim are not going to be moida. So we have Rameir Shnita who discusses some in-between case of it's not mamish noilad, but it is noilad. Rameir says that we look at it as if it's not noilad and it's going to be okay. The chachamim, however, were not. Then he gave examples. So what were the examples? This is what the Gemara is going to focus on. So a person made a koinim shani noises plainness. And now he's not going to marry plainness. Why? Because he doesn't like her father. Now they come to him sometime later and they say, you know, that father that you didn't like, as a result, you were turning down the shidduch. Well, Macy died. I heard he's okay. A person made an egg, he's not going to walk into a house. And he said, why? Because it's a dog or a, or a snake that's very scary there. They come to him later and they say, remember that dog you were worried about? That snake that was living there that you couldn't figure out a way to, to remove? Well, it's not there anymore. So, according to Ramea, these are examples of noilad, and therefore, the nether is not going to be a nether. Zok tegemara, koinem sha'ani v'chulu meiz noiladu. In other words, the question in the Lashen Kitsara and the Lashen Meshunah of Nadarim is, why is that not noilad? Why is this different than your classic noilad? A person made a nether, he's not going to marry a certain woman because of the father. The father died three years later. So, l'chura, that's noilad. Misa's loishchicha, like we saw in yesterday's daf. Why is the father dying different than Kimesu Kolo Anoshim, Amavakshin as Navshecho, which is Rabbi Liezer's Makar, the concept of Noila? Amar Rafunas, Rafunas said, Nasakatel and Nidrebedavar. What's unique about Rameir's case is that the person, when he made the nether, he was Toilabedavar. Meaning, he said specifically that the reason I'm making this nether is because of the Shver. The reason I'm not walking into this house is because of a dog or a snake. That's different than the first Mishnah. In the first Mishnah, a person just made a nether. It just so happens that we're going to use somebody's death that happened subsequently as the Pesach to be matter than other. Oh, being that Mises Loishchiach, and it was Noilad, so therefore it's not going to work. But when you're toiler Nidrei Bedavra, when you say specifically that my issue is this person, then if the person dies, even though technically it's Noilad, it's going to be different. Rabbi Yochan and Amar, Rabbi Yochan said a different tarets. He said, Ukfar meis, Ukfar asa The case of the Mishnah was where they told him that, you know, at the time that you made your nether and you were worried about the shver, you were worried about the snake, you were worried about the dog, the shver wasn't alive anymore, the dog had already died, the shver, the tshuva, the snake was already not in a game. So all these things had already taken place at the time. Oh, that's a regular nether betas. Right? This falls into the Arbonidarim that we had in the third parak. That's different than Noilad. Noilad is the taich where you made a nether, something happened later, and there's a question now, can I use the something that happened later as a basis to be not the nether? If, however, you made a nether because of the father, and then it turns out the father wasn't even alive at the time that you made the nether, that's posh, it's nothing to do with hataras nadarim. That nether is not a nether memelo. And as a result, that's what's going on over here. Zok the So again, we have two pshatim in what this in-between stage of noilad, but not noilad is, where a mayor holds that these things are going to be a good basis to remove the nether. According to Rav Huna, what's unique about these things is he was toil nidroi bedavar, meaning it wasn't just something that happened, 
But it was something that he addressed in his nether, and it happened. So even though the thing that happened is Noilan and it's not Matzah Yashchiach, but that's already different. Rabbi Yechonon said, this is a whole different case. This is a case where there was an actual toys in his nether, so obviously that has nothing to do with the sugi of Noilan. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Abba asked the Kasha from a mission that we're going to learn in tomorrow's Kura. A person makes a koinim, I don't want to marry Plainus, and the reason is because she's Kura. And he found out afterwards that she's very beautiful. I don't want to marry her because she's Shchaira. Varehi Lavana. Kitsara, I don't want to marry her. Varehi Arucha. Mutter, but Allah is the nether is not a nether. And it's not because we assume that the circumstances change, because if she's Kura, so Lav Dafka, she became Na, and if she's Shchaira, she probably didn't become Lavana, and if she's Ktsara, she probably didn't become Arucha, and that's not the point in the Mishnah. The point in the Mishnah is Elisha Nether Tos, because we assume that there's a real Tos in the Nether. So if somebody makes a Nether not knowing all the facts, so the Nether is a Nether Tos, right? Very simple Alacha. So somebody says, I don't want to marry Plainus because she's Kuru, and then he finds out afterwards she's not. That's a regular Nether Tos, and that's what the Mishnah says in tomorrow's Da. But the Gemara asks Akash, this is Rabbi question, Bishlam the Rafuno, Bishlam according to Rafuno, that said, that our Mishnah that's talking about this in between case of Noilat is the Omar What's unique about it is, is really it's a regular Noilat. It wasn't a Nedabitas, our Mishnah. But the reason in our Mishnah, our mayor says that even though it's Noilat, but it's not Kenoilat, is because he was Toilin Nidroi Bedavar. He specifically addressed this other thing. I understand why you have two Mishnahs. You have our Mishnah of Toilin Nidroi Bedavar, and then you have the Mishnah later of Nedatas, not the same thing. And that's why one is in today's stuff and the other ones in tomorrow's stuff. That's why they're in different Mishnayas, because they're different cases. Elul Rabbi Yoichan, but according to Rabbi Yoichanon, the Omar, but according to Rabbi Yochanan that said that our Mishnah is talking about a nether ties. A person says, I'm not marrying this girl because of the father, and he finds out later the father wasn't alive. So that's Mamish the next Mishnah. That's the case of Kura. And if that's the case, lovely, the Mishnah trades him. So why is it two different Mishnahs? Why is one today and one tomorrow? It should be one big Mishnah. Isn't this a regular Nedatos? And the Mar says, Kasha, which is Chazal's way of saying, I hear. I mean, it's a good Kasha. You can answer this question, but it's a good Kasha. Now, Toysus over here asks a very, very obvious question. It'll be a little more obvious tomorrow, but it's a very obvious question, and that is the Gemara is asking that Lachura. If you learn, like Rabbi Yechonon learned, that our Mishnah is Ukfar Mes, Ukfar Asa Tshuva, it's a Neder Tos, so it's literally the Mishnah in tomorrow's Daf. Why is it Trezimni? It's the same exact Mishnah. For Eitoisvis, it's the same Mishnah? It's not the same Mishnah. You know, I know it's not the same Mishnah. Our Mishnah is a Machloik, it's Ramei in the Chachamim. Our Mishnah said, Ve'en Chachamim Moedem Le. Chachamim Moedem Le. Chachamim Moedem and in tomorrow's Mishnah, the Chachamim are going to be Moedem. There's no Machloikis over there. There, everybody agrees. So, how could you tell me it's the same? Mishnah. And in fact, Toysva says, what's really Pashib Shah? Why is it that Rameyer in our Mishnah is a Das Yochid? According to the way Rabbi Yochid understands the Mishnah that it's a Neder Betas, but the Chachamim are not made to him, yet in tomorrow's Mishnah, it's something that everybody agrees with. So I and Toysvis here on Amid Beis, where Toysvis discusses this question. Another just thing worth pointing out that the Rishonim discuss, and that is the Rameyer said, Yeshidvarim Shem Kenoilad, the Enam Kenoilad. And the Gwana Tupchatim in what's this unique type of Noilad. Rafuna said, Nasa Ketoilin Nidre Bedavar, and Rabbi Yochanad said, it means Neder Tos. The Ran says that according to both Pshatim in the Gemara, according to Rameyer, 
When Rameir says that these things are kenoila, but they're eme kenoila, shari afilu b'loy sheilas It's the first line in the Ram and the Gemara. Four lines from the bottom. It's going to be muttered in nether, even without sheilas chacham. What's the Chiddush of the Ram? Pashit, Rebeliez and the Chacham and the Machlokes in the first Mishnah is a sugya of Pesach. It's a sugya of She'ilah. It's a sugya of, of Heter Chacham. A person makes a nether, you want to be matted in nether right now. Okay, we're going to create a Pesach. But it's Noilad. Chachamim say you can't use Noilad. Rav Meir says in the next Mishnah, there are things that are Kenoilad ve'en a Kenoilad. What does it sound like Rav Meir is saying? That there's a time when you could use Noilad as a Pesach. So, that's not what Rameh is saying. Where Rameh says there are things that are kenoil, that ain't a kenoilad, not that you can use it as a Pesach, but rather what it means is you don't even need a Pesach. Now, according to Rabbi Yechidon's Pshat, that it's an editorial Pashat, that's what it means. But what the Ram is saying is that even according to Rav Huna, when we say, not that it's a Zasar Noilad that you can now use as a Pesach. It's something that creates a Tos that you don't even need a Noilad. So, and you don't even need a Pesach. So Rameh is saying that even though at first glance this would seem like a, a Noilad, not only is it not a Noilad, but it's actually better than your traditional Pesach because this doesn't even need Sheilas Chacham. That's what the Ran says, Pshan Rameh is. Rameh here on the Gemara, clears based on this Ran, that the whole Rameh that said, Yesh Dvarim Shein Kenoilad, Ven Kenoilad, means that you don't even need Sheilas Chacham, what then would be Pshan and the Chacham? Meaning the Malul and the Ramei was saying is that these things, although they seem to be Noilat, you can use them as a Pesach. Chamim are not Moida. It's a regular Noilat. You can use it as a Pesach. But ain't that the Ran said that Ramei is saying even a bigger Chiddush, that really what Ramei is saying is is that you don't even need a Pesach. You don't even need Sheila when you make such a Neder. So Zokrab Kivegu, now I have it sad that when the Chachamim were not Moida to Ramei, just Pashup Shat, that maybe all the Chachamim meant was that I'm not Moida to you, that you don't need Sheila. But it could be Enochanami if you would have Sheila, you would be able to use this as a Pesach. And on that level, they agree it's not. Meaning, Pasha, you learn the Chachamim, hold, this is your regular Noilad. And you want to know what the Chachamim Shita is as it relates to Noilad? Refer to yesterday's daf, refer to the first mission in the parak. But Rabbi Kivega says, once the round was Mechadish, that when the Chachamim say that it's a, not a Noilad, they mean not just that you can use it as a Pesach, but they mean that you don't even need a Pesach. So now I have Mokim to say that the Chachamim Amoida be a soy that this is Kinoilad, they just don't agree to the extent of Rameir. That you can get away with this without Shailas Chacham, but Hummi, if you're going to have Shailas Chacham, maybe then it's going to be okay. Either way, Zok the Mishnah Vaiter. So, the Oydam Rameir. So the Mishnah began with. Rabbeliezer Oimer, Va'oid Omer Rabbeliezer. Then the next Mishnah was Rameir Oimer, and now we have Va'oid Omer Rameir, the symmetry in these Mishnahs. So Rameir said, You use as a Pesach the following Psukim in the Torah. Va'oid Omer, you can tell him. Person made a nether, he comes to the rabbi now, he wants to get rid of his nether. They tell him, you know, because of your nether, you are over loisikoim, you are over loisita, right? Nedarim are usually mudar nomi chaveira, and as a result, there's real ben adam lechaveri implications, usually not so nice. So, if they, Chacham would tell this person, you know, you are over loisikim loisita, and he says, had I known that, I would have never made the nether, poischan loi, mutalach, 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 va loisisna sochicha bilvavecha. Additionally, you can use the lav of loisisna, the after recha kamoicha, vechei ochicha imach, shehu ani. So what's vechei ochicha imach? If somebody has a, a relative that's an ani, so there's an obligation 
for this person to to be mefarnesim. They not to yochel mefarnesai. If you tell him that you realize you have a chiyuv a chiyuv chiyimach, and now because you're neder, you can't be mefarnesim. Amar in all these cases, if you would say ilo yisi adesh shukain, had I known that this was the case, lo yisi noida, I would have never made the neder. Hareis hamuter, that would be a basis for us to go now and be mater the neder. So. A trick that the Chacham has when it comes to being Matar Neder is he could pull up Sukkim in the Torah. And the Mishnah gives a couple of examples of where a Neder can infringe upon a Lav in the Torah or an essay in the Torah. And the Chacham could always say, Had you realized that this was something that was going to come about as a result of your Neder, but you had made the Neder? If he says, that the Ran asks an obvious question, and that is, how is the Shem yesterday's daf? Yesterday's daf, we saw that even Rabbi Yezid that says, but he's moida, that you can't be poiseach bechvoid hamakoy. And the truth is, this was an idea that Ram points out that we saw already earlier in the Masechta, that you can't tell a person, had you known Kalanoider Kilu Banabama? No, 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 no. That doesn't work. Why? Because even if the person says, yeah, had I known I was staring Kvayda Mokam, I would have not made the nether, we're not confident that he's telling the truth, because people are not going to lie. No one's going to tell the Rav that I don't care about Kvayda Mokam, I don't care about the fact that I'm Kilu Banabama. So you see that when it comes to Lavim and the Torah, we don't trust the person when he says, had I known I wouldn't have made the nether, because. Even if it's not true what he's saying, he's still going to say it because he has busha. Because he's from the Baishonim, the Rachmanim, and the Goyim Lechasadim, as I did. So if that's the case, why all of a sudden are we varfing all these psukim and we're using this as a basis for a Pesach? So the Ran says, you have to say there's an afgamina between a specific love and between a more general idea. So if we ask the person, had you known that you're going and you're being pagay in the covet of Hashem? That's very general. Had you realized Kalanoider is Mamash, you're a Russia, you're Kilo Obama. That's more general. That's the way the Ran explains it. And as a result, being that it's general, so over there, we assume that the person is not necessarily telling the truth, and therefore you can't use it as a Pesach. However, a person is not necessarily going to be embarrassed to say, listen, I'm an Upkit and Eid, I keep Torah Mitzvahs, Loi Sita. I'm a little weak in that area. Or it's not so simple. Or the mitzvah of tzedakah I find to be a very, very big nesai. Person wouldn't necessarily be embarrassed to say that. So if he says, we trust him because he's not embarrassed to say fakert, and therefore I raise a mutter. It's going to be a mutter. With regards to the last example of a Pasuk that's being used as a Pesach. We tell them, and you know that this person's an our man, and you have a mitzvah, would you have made the neder? Meaning, you're violating that mitzvah. If he says no, it's not a basis to be matter the neder. So, Rafuna Barav Katina asked the Rabbonin, I understand what's going on over here. So you have a person, you made a neder, you're not going to have enough from him. Now this person became an our man. You can't help him. Why? Because you're a mother on Nami Chavera. So we're going to use that now as the basis to be matter than other. Why can't you help him? And really, the background to this question, the Ran says, is that in the olden days, the way people gave tzedakah was through a Gabite stalker. So if somebody wanted to give tzedakah, he'd give it to the Gabite stalker. And then the Gabite stalker would distribute it to the Aniyan. Sinema, why can't the person say, call the Ma'ani, lavalai nafal? The responsibility to support this person, not my personal responsibility. This that I have to give. I'll give together with everybody else. Meaning, I'll give to the Gabbai Tzedakah. When he makes a collection, I'll be Mishtatif. And like this, this person will get what he needs. But here's the punchline. Being that I'm giving it to him through the Gabbai Tzedakah, I'm not being over any on my nether. And if that's the case, why are we using this as a basis? 
For me to give him directly, I got it. But why am I giving it to him directly? Level I nuffle. I'm going through the Gabbai Tzedakah anyways. And to the extent I'm going through the Gabbai Tzedakah, there shouldn't be a problem. On my way, the Rabbanon told Rafuna by Rav Ketino, When somebody becomes a Nitzrich for Tzedakah, so the first move is not to go to the Gabbai Tzedakah. What is the first move? So the first move, says the Ran is, you go to the Kroivim. And the Kroivim usually are the ones that take care. Hocha b'mayaskina, where this person was mother, not just mechaveira, and now they came to him first. They came to him first before the guy got involved. You would give him gladly a check. The problem is you can't do it because you're nether. That's where it's Nagaya to use this Pasik as a basis to be matted the nether. One more Mishnah. We could be Paiseach Biksubas Ishtai. So what's the case? It'll be demonstrated with a, a story. There was a Maisa show Somebody made a nether, he's not gonna know from his wife. The Okay, because of the nether that he made, he had to divorce his wife. And when you divorce your wife, you have to give a ksuba. What was the ksuba? It was 400 dinarim. So it was a very, very expensive ksuba. Even though the ikr ksuba is manu masayim. But of course, if a person wants to be moisif, taisis ksuba, that's something you can do. Balaf near Akiva. So the person came to Rabbi Akiva, the chayvulitin like ksuba also. He said, listen, you made a nether, ksuba's tough dinarim, you have to divorce her, you have to give the ksuba. I'm a loy, Rabbi, ches mez dinarim, My father just died. He left over 800 dinarim. This is. The, this was the Yerusha. Not alachi dalamez. My brother took 400. Vani dalamez. And I took the other 400. That's all I have. If I pay up the ksuba, I'm going to be left with nothing. Like dayashitital, he masayim, ani masayim. I want to try to negotiate a deal with you. I want a plea bargain. I'll give 200. And let me keep the other 200 for myself. I'm going to give you that I hear. Even if you would have to sell the hair on your head, you would have to give the full 400. See, he's, here's what Rabbi Akiva said. He doesn't like the psak. And then all of a sudden, he blurts out the following. He says, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't learn ksubas well. I jumped right to the door without learning ksubas properly. And he said, that I know this was the halacha. So I would have never made such such a nether of Yitir Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi says, oh, now you're done. You're good to go. You're a mat nether, you're mat nether, everything's going to... Meaning, if you're paying the ksuba, you have to pay the full ksuba, you have no choice. However, this is a good basis, this is a good Pesach to, to remove the nether. It's okay to get more. I have a problem with this whole story. You know what the problem is? This man has $400, 400 dinarim. Sounds like it's more than $400. And that's his ksuba. He's going to have to give it all to his wife. Fake the Gemara. Metaltli, mimishtabdi, liksuba? I thought metaltli is not meshubba liksuba. Now, nowadays it is, because nowadays the Rishonim say metaltli and karka is all the same. But once upon a time, metaltli was not meshtabdi liksuba. Amr Abaya, Abaya said, karka, shava, ches, meyes, dinar. What it means is not that the man left over. 800 dinarim mezimen. But what it means is he left over karka that was worth 800 dinarim. He took 400 of it. Karka is meshubat the ksuba, and that's why he was going to have to give it all away. Freik the Gemara of Akhtani Saroishai. What did Rabbi say? Even if you have to give the hair on your head, the Saroishai metaltlihu, a person's hair is definitely metaltlin. Achikamir, I feel like the moicha Saroishchavaycha. What he meant to say was, you have to give away all the karka. Even if it means that you're going to have to sell your hair. For yourself to eat, you know, you're right, you don't have to sell your hair. That much you don't have to do. But what he meant to say was that even if you would have to sell your hair for you to be able to sustain yourself, I would tell you that's something you have to do. So, one final observation. There's a halacha that if somebody owes somebody else money, we don't take away all the person's money. But we do a, like a chapter 11 bankruptcy. We try to work things out and we negotiate. But we make sure the is going to have the basic things that he needs. 
from this story to Rabbi Akiva, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like Rabbi Akiva is telling the man, you're going to have to give the full 400 dinar, even if it means selling the hair of your head. It doesn't matter. What happened to Masadun and the Balchoyv? Is this a raya that in Masadun and the Balchoyv? No, you have no raya from here in Masadun and the Balchoyv. Rather, the point Rabbi Kiva was trying to make was is that we would not tear up the Ksuba. What does this even mean? So the Ran is on Samachem and Beis. It's the third wide line. He begins with Kaloimar. Kaloimar always means that there's something in Pashup Shat that's bothering the Ran that he feels he needs to explain a little bit better. Meaning, Kaloimar, Enochinami the Messadrin. Don't bring me a riot from this Sugya, Emesadrin the Balchoyv, because Lo'ilo Messadrin the Balchoyv. Miu, so then what was he saying? Hochi Kamrale. I feel what the Oysel of the Mishra Sadin. The Encharoid Sabbath Sidor. Let's say you want to go with the Mishra Sadin and you don't want Sidor. <coughs> Don't think you can get off the hook. There's no such thing that we tear up a ksuba. Meaning, if you owe 400 dinarim, <coughs> this is something that at some point you're going to have to pay up. You want to go to Snimashur Sadin, you're going to give a, a very, very large amount, more than you would ordinarily have to. What do you mean more than you'd ordinarily have to? Because ordinarily, Masad Rabbah and you're willing to not be Masad al-Balchayv. It doesn't matter. You can't be an A Masad al-Balchayv and use that as a way to get off the hook. But Enochanami, if this person would have wanted to be Masad al-Balchayv in Rabbi Akiva's story, he could have been Masad al-Balchayv. Rabbi Akiva was happy to work with him. This person didn't want it. You don't want it? You don't want it. So then there's nothing I can do for you. You can't negotiate a deal. You can't say... I would rather not be Masad al-Bachayv. I'll give 200 instead of 400. That Rabbi Akiva told him, you're going to have to pay this up, even if it means selling the hair on your head in order for you to be able to sustain yourself. I, what happened to Masad al-Bachayv? And if you want to be Masad al-Bachayv, we would have no problem working with him. You know, with this person did not want to be Masad al-Bachayv. So as it relates to Raid, I thought it was Kedai to go back to yesterday's daf, so we have a little streak here of machshove de gered bites. So just to go back to yesterday's daf and speak out uh, a part two, which is me inyan le inyan pa oise inyan. So yesterday we had the Gemara that said, Arbach shuvim kemes, ani umetzaira, vesuma, umisha in leibana. We spoke out from the Shailas Achuva's base David. From Rabbi Yosef David ben Shapsi, the Salaniki, who said that if you look in the second brach of Shmei Nasra, the bracha which begins, and which concludes, the theme of which, of course, is, you'll notice that there are six mentions. Six references to the idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mechayim Mason. And he said Pshat based on our Gemara and a Gemara in Brachis, Taf Yudches Beis, where it's Mavur that there are really six types of Mason. You have Nidorim Samechtal Ramad Beis, the Arba that Achshuvim Kemes. You have the Gemara in Brachis Yudches, where the Gemara says Rishoim Bichayeyem Kriyam Mason. And then there are the real Mason. And said Rabbi Yosef David, then Reb Shapsi Mesolanika, that when we say that the Ebishta is Mechaye Mason, we don't just mean Umechaye Memunasa Lishene Yafar. But what we mean is that any person that finds himself in a situation where he is Chashuv Kemes, Sefeltim Gezunt Parnasa 
Nachis, Shalom Bayis, he's spiritually dead. Any person that's Choshev Kemes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Yeshua Hashem Kehrefayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mechaye Mason. And that's why we mention six different inyonim of Mechaye Mason when we're Noisin Shevach Vahidol HaKadosh Baruch Hu three times a day when we say Shmai Nasre. It's because we're bringing out not only the fact that Hashem will be Mechaye Mason, but Mechaye Mason, Belosh and Hoiva, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is constantly being Mechaye Mason. We mentioned that the Oilus of Ephraim and the Vilna Goyen also were Matharish, the second bracha of Trias Amesim, may Inyan le Inyan ba'isa Inyan by Stelling to the Dalek Shuvim Kameis Ayan Shah. But yesterday's raid focused on the very, very specific Mahalach of the Shnailus Achuvah's Beis David. In his Shtekel, the Beis David goes through each one of the six references of Mechaia Mason, and he says which one of the Chshuvim Kameis corresponds to. The last, the final, Veneman Atalachias Mason, Boruch Ato Hashem Mechaia Mason, says the Beis David, is referring to the Rishoim Shebechayayim Kruya Mason. And he says that when the Rishon do tshuva, Hakadosh Baruch Hu mekablam v'choyzer u'mechaye oisam v'alzei yesh levaruch yoisam. And this is the ultimate. This is the spitz mechaye amesim v'zeu baruch atah Hashem mechaye amesim hamesim demikara hamesim hayoiser koshim shehem arishon. This is the mesim with the hey ayedia. Who's the hamesim? The hamesim are the ones that are yoisim koshim. They're the Rishon because these mesim are not just mesim. This world, that too, that's what Kriya Mesa means. But they're also Mace in the spiritual sense. Where as of now, if the Rosha were to die, he would lose that on his Olam Haba. And that's the greatest Misa that's possible. That's a Misa that's Nitzchias. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mechaya those Mason, Umeviyah Mechaya Olam Haba. But it's a beautiful Taich, obviously, in the, in the Brach here of Shemayin Asrei. And it's a new way of looking of Tshuva. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Mechabal Tshuva, and this is really a sif cotton in the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mechayim Mason. And it just goes to show how far this Indian of Hashem being Mechabal Tshuva is, that not only is Hashem Mechabal Tshuva if a person does an Avera, but a person can live a life of Averas. A person can be Begeder Rishoyim Shebechayim Kriya Mason. A person can be at a point where right now he's not a Ben Olam Haba, but at the same time Hashem is always Mechabal Tshuva, and this is the Baruch Hato Hashem Mechayi Ha Mason, which leads right into Kedusha. This is Ha Mason with the Hei Yediyah. What are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Peseach Yad the Kabul Shavim. It's the fact that Kadosh Baruch Hu is Mekabal the Tshuva from Ayyad. This Indian that there's a connection between Tchias HaMesim and Tshuva, which again, it's very mathematical. It's one plus one equals two. Because Hashem is Mekabal Tshuva, obviously, and Brachus Yudches, Rishon B'chayei Makriya Mesim. Arashi can do Tshuva. So if he's Kriya Mesim, now when he does Tshuva, there's going to be a gather of Tchias HaMesim. Or like we said yesterday, Mechayi Chayim. You may an Aleph Amenal. But this idea is something that you find in the Svarim Akdosh and elsewhere as well. And this is the topic of just this next Torah. Rabbi Yonison Ibeshitz, the Rebbe Rabbi Yonison, in Yaros Dvash, those are his droshes, of course, and this is in Chela Galaf, Trush Yod. So this drosha was given in the Kehila Kedosha Metz, that was an ear of the Yisrael back in the day. It was on base of Tov Kofhe. 1745. So the backdrop is Rabbi Yenis and Ibeshitz, who the Yoyde Dover will tell you was one of the great speakers of all time. He's 
giving a drasha in Metz in the year 1745. That was of. So this is during the And really the whole drasha, it's very, very long, like all those drashas were, talks about Churban Beis HaMikdash, Avelos on the Churban, and what we need to do to bring the Beis HaMikdash back. Now, the second Beis HaMikdash, Chazal say, was destroyed because of Sinas Chinah. And really, the Teichen of this drasha was all about Sinas Chinah. And Rabbi Yonis said something very interesting. He said that if you look around the Kehilas, you look around by the Yidin, this incredible chesed that goes on. It's this incredible chesed. He said, the chesed that goes on by us, Yidin, is something that's unparalleled by the Umar Yisraelim. Umi ka'amchi Yisrael. We're Rachmanim, we're Baishanim, we're Goyim Chasadim. He says, there's nobody does the chesed that we do. He said, but at the same time, I want the Yidin to know, it's a little sharp, that this incredible sinas chinam going on in the world as well. What do you mean? There's so much chesed. How could you tell me the sinas chinam? So he said, because the chesed that goes on, that I'm observing, said Rabbi Yonason, is chesed that people are doing with other Yidin's gufim. Oh, but I don't see where people are doing chesed with other Yidin's neshamas. That I'm not saying. And he said, I believe that even at the time of the churban, he said the Yidin were probably doing chesed. Because Klai Yisrael were always Rachmanim Baishanim and Goyim Lechasadim. And it's part that they were doing chesed then as well. He said, so why was the Beis HaMikdash destroyed because of Sinas Chinam? Where was the Sinas Chinam? The Sinas Chinam wasn't the Ruchnius of other Yidin. The Yidin did not care about their friends Ruchnius. And when they saw Yidin that were doing something that wasn't the right thing, they weren't being Mechiyach them. And they weren't trying to be a role model for them and to try to be mechazik them to be better as it relates to Yidin. Giving them, no question. In terms of doing chesed with their guf, mika amchi Yisrael. But in terms of the neshama, he said, that I think is lacking. And that was lacking. And he gave a fiery shmooz about the obligation for a Yid to feel a chroy, not just for his friend to have food on his table. Of course, not belittling that. This is the, the spitz chesed, the amud chesed that the world stands on. But at the same time, there's another element that we're missing out on. And that is the Ahava that a Yid has to have for another Yid that should lead him to do chesed not only with his guf, but to do chesed with his neshama. So that's what's going on over here in this shtetl. You want the context? That's the context. And Toich Dvarov, he says a few Dvarim Neflam. I'm going to mention two. The first thing that he says is that I believe, he's talking to the Oilam, this is a drasha, that the reason we are not so sensitive to be Mechiyach Yidin and to try to inspire other people in the spiritual sense is because we feel that this is something that's for the rabbis. What does that have to do with me? My friend is not behaving 100% of the way he's supposed to. He dams in a shul, he has a rav, he has a shiva that he wants to learn by. Let him tell him what he needs to do. It has nothing to do with me. I'm all of a sudden responsible. I'm achroi. Why would he even listen to me? It's not my place. Right? There's a certain social IQ that you have to have, and you have to understand your place. He says, for sure, this is the first layer of defense, that you're going to assume that this is not your place to do something like this. So why would you do this? But he says like this, but it's a mistake. He says, if a rob gives Musa to his friend, people are going to say, of course, the Rashiv is telling me I should learn more. You're not Shaykh, but who could be like you? 
But when a person like you gives you Musr, it's much more powerful because then the Mechiyach can tell the person, listen, I relate to you 100%. I understand exactly what you're thinking. I understand what you're dealing with. But you should realize the mistake you're making. Rabbi Yisrael said that a chavah that tells his chavah something like this, it will have a bigger impact than all the drushes I've ever given in my entire life. That's why Chazal said in Perkei Yovis, you need a chavah more than a rabbah. Don't pay for it. What's the pshat? He said the pshat is because a chavah is poil yoisa me asar rabbanim. A chavah can be poil more than ten rabbanim. They think it's the opposite. But it's, he said that when you give musa to your chaverim, and again, you know, don't try this at home, or try this at home, but be careful. But the bottom line is, when it's done properly, and it's done with cheshben, at its core, a chavre could be mashpi on his chavre a lot more than a rov could be mashpi on his gehila. These are l'shoyne hazov, literally, of Rabbi Yonis and Ibish, it's over here in Yaristash. Anyways, he goes from here, and he shifts over, me'inyin le'inyin, and he talks about the chashivos of someone that's mashpi on somebody else, and he gets him to be chayze So he says as follows, he says, I want you to know that even though sometimes trying to get people to do tshuva can involve you having to do things that you're not so comfortable doing, but I want you to remember the schar that you're going to get for what you're doing. And he says, what's the schar? Kimavur bezaya. He said, the Zohar says like this follows, And they say, And they say, So what do we do after Mechaya Mesim? Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodesh. Well, we go right into Kedusha. Kruz Koi. There's a baskel that comes out in Shemaim. and says as follows, Man who gavr the mashkiach loichiach oitim. Who's a person who takes it upon himself to make sure that people that are chaitim are doing the right thing. This is the baskal. Uba malach, a malach comes, umevi demus, the yukan and takes any person that's engaged in this avoida and brings his picture and shows mamish kamikudjabarichu. This is a person. And this is a person, and that's a person. These are people that literally are moisenefesh. They do what they need to do to try to bring people back. Ayin Sham says the Rabbi Yonis, and look over there what's going on. Someone that does that is I'm skipping a little bit. When does this baskel come out? When does the Zoyer say this all happens? It happens after the brach of Tchiyas HaMesim. Why? Because really, the void of these Yedin is the void of Mechai HaMesim. To get Rishon to do Tshuva. Because these are real Mesim. And through Tshuva they become Chayim. This is the ultimate Tchiyas HaMesim. And he goes on to explain it a little bit more. So he says, he says, you know what it means to be a Mechayamesim? We talk about a Leo and a Lisha, they were Mechayamesim. So he's talking to the Oilam in Metz. He says, the Dover Zebiyetchem Lasso is called Regavisha. Every year has the ability to be Mechayamesim. 
Lahashiv Rabbi Meyavoin Ulahachsir Toyim Lederach Hayosher and Zui Trias Hamesim Hamufcheres. This is the ultimate Trias Hamesim. Ki my nafkemina beguf. Says the guf? Why are we getting so excited about the guf? And then he says, that's Pshan and the Gemara, Psachim Samiches Amaralev, where the Gemara says, different Amayram said, Tzadikim, Asidim Tzadikim, Lahachis Mason. What does it mean that Gerebim Achayim Mason? He says, this is what it means. He Tzadikim, or Gerebim Achayim Mason, not only in the Asid, even now they can be Mechayim Mason, it's all this Indian of Tshuva. But the bottom line is, when someone is Machs or somebody to do Tshuva, this is a Bechinah of Tchias Mason. This is where Bjainus and Ibishit says, it's Sharf, but this is where Bjainus and Ibishit said in his Diarist Vash. So, me Indian, we Indian. Another one of the Svar Makdashim, where maybe you find this Indian, and this is in the Shla Kaddish. The Shla wrote a Sefer called Sharha Oisius. And in Sharha Oisius, he discusses a connection between the Yud Gimel Ikre Amuna, also known as the 13 Animamims, and the Yud Gimel Midois Shalrachamim. And the Shloss says it's not a coincidence that both numbers are 13. In fact, he says, The 13 Ikre Amuna, they're derivative of the 13 Midois Shalrachamim. From each Midah, emerges one Iker. And then the Shlok goes on to explain each one of the Midoy Shorachamim and how one of the Ikre Yamuna emerged from them. Now, what's the 13th of the Yudgim of Midoy Shorachamim? It's Venake. Venake is the 13th of the Midoy Shorachamim. What's <coughs> the 13th Animamim? Animamim Bamuna Shalema. Which means that there's a connection between the Midah of Venake and the Iker of Tchiyas HaMesim. So what's the connection? Says the Shla, very, very Bekitzer. Venake is Lashofen. What does he mean? He's referring to a Gemara. It says Venake and it says Loyanakis. Which one is it? Hashem is Menake. Hashem cleanses a person from his Averis. Well, Loyanakis. Hashem doesn't cleanse. Loikasha. Kambeshavim. Kambeshainum shavim. That means when a person does tshuva, it's Menake. Says the Shla and Zeo Trias Amesim. That's Trias Amesim. When a person is Venake because he does tshuva and his Averis are taken away, it's Trias Amesim. And Ayin Shami he says a Mahalach. I don't understand 100% what he's saying. But for sure, Lefi this raid, what the Shlok could be saying, and what we can zikr say based on what's Mavur in the Svarim Akdashim, and that is that when a person does tshuva, see, he goes from being Rishoyim, Bechayeyim, that Akruyim Mesim, to suddenly this Indian of he's alive. It's a Bechin of Tchias HaMesim, the Mechaye HaMesim with the Hei HaYediyah. That the base David said, the Spitz Tchias Mason that the Rebbe Rabbi Yonison said in Yaris Dvash in Metz in 1745 in Beza. Right, what is that? The Spitz Tchias Mason is, is Venake. It's when a person does Tshuva that Hashem is Makabal the Tshuva. So Venake, which is the 13th of the Midrash Arachamim, is Mechuvin. It's Mechuvin to Tchias Mason because really there's an element of Tchias Mason in Venake Lishafen. Just to end this discussion on a lighter note, and that is, the Shla continues, and the Shla says, Umatsasi Tfila Yeshana. Me, you said this, b'shem tavyoyim. 
says the Shlach that on this Indian, that the Yud Gimel Ikrim can relate to the Yud Gimel Midei Shalrachimim, and I found a Tefillah. It's a Tefillah from the Shlach. Everyone knows the Tefillahs of the Shlach and the schoolers of the Siddur even of the Shlach, just to say regular Tefillahs from the Siddur. So there's a lot of school associated with the Shlach. So he says, I found a Tefillah. It's an old Tefillah and it was Meyusid, it was composed by somebody whose name was Tavyoimi. Zen Nuscha. This is the Nuscha. Yerotzai Mufanecha Hashem, Hamekudish Loish Esra. Yerotzai Mufanecha Hashem, Hakudish Baruch, Yumekudish with the number 13. Where do you find that Hashem is Mekudish with the number 13? Listen. Laman Avram Vyitzchak, Karishoyin and Bevisay Shloish Esra. The way the Shlok explains it, Avram and Yitzchak were the first to do Brismila, that Shloish Esra. Avram was the first person to have Rismila. Yitzchak was the first person to have Rismila when he was eight days old. Rismila is 13. Shenich Rasu'a le'a Shloish Esrei Brisais. Uleman Yaakov ish tam of Shloish Esrei. Uleman Yaakov, who was an ish tam, who vitzetzav was Shloish Esrei. The way the Shlach explains it, Yaakov and his 12 sons together were 13. So Yaakov ish tam vitzetzav, Together, Ashloish Esrei. Techaneni and Mekayme Tayroscha, Hanidreshes, Bemidosh Loish Esrei. Techaneni, Shehav Rachmonosami. With the Mekayme Tayroscha, together with the people, the Tzadikim and the Chsidim, and the Zikne Sheiros Amchabes Yisrael, that learn Torah, that's Nidreshes, Bemidosh Loish Esrei. That's Rabbi Shmuel Oimer. Beshloish Esrei Midoy, a Torah Nidreshes, Bem. Yudgimu Midos. Ubarcheni, Lidovic Bachle Shamenim and Mikro. Give me a bracha that I should be speared from all bad things. Velo Yumanu Mim. And don't withhold from me your Yudgim Omidai Sharachanim. The higher Panache Lai. The Hitsi Sichli Lafayal Tairus Haneni. The Idaacha Beshem. I should know you in Yosher Ikarim Shlaish Esre. And I should know the Yudgim of Ikre Amuna. The Sisa Zivshinoscha Lai. The Lai Tishre Vetosam Lisholem Amoinim Be Eloa Shlaish Esre. And please hold back anyone that's trying to take me away from this whole Indian of Shlaish Esre. So the Shlaw, after he talks about how the Yud Gimel Ikre Amuna correspond and they're really derived from the Yud Gimel Midah Shatayra. Yud Gimel Midah Sharachanim. He says, I found this old tefillah in the name of Tavyoimi, which the theme of this entire tefillah is the number 13 and all the different places where you find the chshivas of this number 13. Just to mention a few that the Shlom mentioned. Mila, which was Nechusu Allah Yud Gimel Precise. Yaakov Uvanov is 13. Yaakov and his 12 sons. The Yudgim Omidah Shatayin Adrashas Bem. Yudgim Omidah Shorachanim. And the Yudgim Omidah Amuna. It's interesting. This tefillah that the Shlach Kaddish brings, B'Shem Tav Yoymi, is mentioned in two tshuvas from the Chsam Soifer. The Chsam Soifer in a tshuva. And both of these tshuvas, incidentally, the Chsam Soifer was talking to his Talmud, the Maram Ash, who was a Talmud Chavar, but he was a Talmud of the Chsam Soifer. And they were discussing this Indian of the Yud Gimel Midois, or the Yud Gimel Ikre Amuna. So we know, what's the Makar to the Yud Gimel Ikre Amuna? Where does it come from? It comes from the Rambam. The Rambam in his Pirish Shamishnayis, it's in his Akdomet Perik so he talks about the Yud Gimel Ikre Amuna. Now, Rabbi Yosef Alba, the other great uh, philosopher and Jewish thinker, so he wrote a, a sefer where he talked about the Ikreyamuna, and he had three Ikreyamuna. So the Shayel asked the Chsam Seifer to help him, Yilamdenu Rabbeinu. Here we have the Rambam who said it's Yud Gimel Ikreyamuna, Rabbi Yisav Albo said it's only Gimel Ikreyamuna. So how do we 
reconcile this. So first of all, the Chassam Soifer told him, it makes no difference. Is it all, it is called Ikri Amun, it's not called Ikri Amun. Incidentally, it's Yudu, the Reb Chaim Briski said, that what's the difference between Ikri Amun and not Ikri Amun? Yid has to believe in everything. If someone's Kaifer in one word in the Torah, he's, he's a Kaifer. So why then is there anything unique about the Yud Gimel Ikri Amunah? So Reb Chaim famously said that the Nafgimina would be that the Yud Gimel Ikri Amunah, even if a person doesn't believe Machmas Oynes, it's also a problem. Nebuchadnezzar is Oichet Nafgimina. That was Reb Chaim's famous line, and he said it in the Gate the Yud Gimel Ikri Amunah. But the bottom line is, the Chassam Soifer told the Shoyel, he said, I don't see the difference. Like, does it make a Nafgimina? Whether it's thirteen or it's three, you have to believe it. You have to believe in Mashiach. You have to believe in Chiyas Amazim. You have to believe that Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Boyer Manuel Chala Bruma Vula Vado Yosef Yosef Yasel Chalamazim. You have to believe that there was never. Enough. You're like what? Right? These are all things you have to believe, anyways. But then he says, but as it relates, as it relates to the idea of the Yud Gemalikre Amuna, so he says, my Talmud. It's the Maram Ash. And he brought me a beautiful raya. You know what his raya is? From Tfilas Rav Tavyoimi. From the Tfil of Rav Tavyoimi. Hamuskeris Bishlo Shara Oisius Ois Aleph. Daf Samachol Aleph. Shom Nemar. So in Rav Tavyoimi's Tfilah, when he went through all the different 13s, so one line he says, Im Yosher Ikorim Shloishas. He mentioned the 13 Ikri Yamuna. So the Chsam Soifer says, that he's near ready from Rav Tavyoimi, who was an Amoira. Some Sofer says that there was such an Indian. So you see already, Mashmash a Kabbalah Kadmonius, me Meirav Tavyoy Mishyesh Yudgumalikri, and this is a Makar to the Rama. So he says the Shlof found this Tfilah of Rav Tavyoy and he mentions all the 13s, and one of the 13s he mentions is Yudgumalikri Amunu. So this is a Raya, said the Chsam Sofer, to this Indian of the Shlof, and the Chsam Sofer talks about this in another Chuva as well. This first Chuva is Yeridea Shin Nun Vav. It's the last Chuva in Yeridea. It's a famous Chuva for other reasons. But the Chassam Soifer mentions this here and the other places in Evan Ezer, Chelek Beis, Simen Kuf Memchas. But I'll tell you something very, very interesting. And that is that there were Gedolim that tainid that this that the Chassam Soifer said that the Tefillah that was Miyusedes B'Shem Tavyoimi that the Shlach Kaddish quotes is referring to the Amoyer Rav Tavyoimi who by the way is mentioned in a few places in Shas Kedushin Yodale just as an example but this Tavyoimi really was not the Amoyer Rav Tavyoimi one of the Marmakoimis if you want to look it up is in the Shailos HaTshuva Siach Yitzchak they bring it in the Hagoyis on the new Shlach Kaddish Shailos HaTshuva Siach Yitzchak from Rav Yitzchak Weiss who was the Av Bezner of Verboi that we mentioned in the raid bite about Rameir Balanes but either way if you look there it's in Erechayim it's Simen Yud Zayin so over there he brings the Chsam Soifer and he brings that to a Kadmoinim that were Mephakfik already and it could be such Kadmoinim it's post the Chsam Soifer that were Mephakfik already in this that the Chsam Soifer said that it came from Rav Tavim so if it wasn't Rav Taviyami, who wrote it? <laughs> there was a Rishon, one of the later Rishonim. He lived in the late 1300s or early 1400s. His name was Rav Yontif Lipman Milhoisen. That was his name. He was the Rav in Prague in the early 1400s. He's quoted by the Maril and by the Marivail. And he used to sign his name Taviyami. That's the way he used to sign his name. So the Siach Yitzchak brings that there were those that were mafakfik, that the Chassam Soifer said, that I have a Makar to the Rambam's Yud Gimel Ikri Amuna from this tefillah that the Shlah brings, B'Shem Tav Yoimi. And the Chassam Soifer, Nemdon, who is Tav Yoimi? It was Rav Tav Yoimi, Ramayra. So there were those that wanted to be mafakfik, that maybe it was really this Rishon, Rabbi Yontav Lipman Milhoisen, who would sign his name Tav Yoimi. Now it's interesting, as it relates to 
signing your name Tavyoimi, right? It seems a little like, why would somebody sign his name Tavyoimi? This is Gemara in Mesechtis Bavabasra, the Afyud Beis Amin Beis. This is a Gemara we quoted a lot recently, where the Gemara says, Meshachar Beis Hamikdash, the Nevuah was taken away from the Nevi'im, and who was it given to? To the Chachamim that we spoke about, but also to the Shaitim. So the Gemara says, L'Shaitim Mahi. What's an example where you find Shaitim who were given Nevuah? Kihad the Mar Baravashi. Mar Baravashi, Davakoi Beristika the Mechuzah. He was once in the Shuk in Mechuzah. Shamila, who Shaita the Kama. I heard someone say, Reish Mesifta the Molach the Masa Mechasia Tavyoi Michasin. The Reish Mesifta, the next Rosh Hashiva Masa Mechasia, he signs his name Tavyoi Mi. Oh, Mar, so Mar Baravashi said, Man Chasim Tavyoi Mi Brabona. No, I'm the one. Shmami no. And if you look at the Masha, the Masha brings from the Sefer Ayuch some three reasons, three suggestions why he might have signed his name Tavyoimi. But the bottom line is there's a precedent for this that people would sign their name Tavyoimi. So there was a Rishan, his name was Rabyantav Lipman Milhoisen, and he would sign his name Tavyoimi. So there were those that suggested that maybe that's where this comes from. It's not really the, the Amaira. Turns out in the last hundred years, there were Ksavim from this Yid, Rabbi Yantav Lippmann Milhuizen, that were found. And he had different tefillahs that he wrote. He was a Talmud of the Rishon that composed the tefillah of Baruch Sha'amar. So he came from a world of tefillah. And he wrote tefillahs himself. And one of the tefillahs that he wrote was this tefillah. And it signed off Taviyoimi. And it's Ma'id Mestaber that that was the tefillah that the Shlach Kaddish saw. And it wasn't really the tefillah of Rav Taviyoimi. And if that's the case, it's Yishuv Al-Koponim to the Rabbi Yosef Albo. It's not a rhyme necessarily to what the Rambam said. But the bottom line is, is you have this tefillah of Taviyoimi that relates to the number 13. So just to end, and the Gemara says in the Sechtes Shabbos, the Gemara says in the Sechtes Shabbos, Dav Kuf Aleph. The Gemara says, Yosef Meikr Shabbi Hava. Right, we all know the story. There was a man, his name was Yosef Meikr Shabbos. Now, there was a Nachri that lived in his shtetl. He had a lot of Nechassim. Amri, Lake Kaldoi, the astrologers told him, you know, there's going to be a day that the, there's a, a person whose name is Yosef. He's going to come. He's going to take away everything. He's going to walk away with your whole estate. So this person was very, very paranoid. So what he did was, maybe not the smartest thing, he sold all his Nechassim and he bought a very, very expensive diamond and he put it in his hat. He's on a boat, it's a windy day, his hat falls off, it ends up in the ocean, a fish comes, eats the diamond, this fisherman that comes selling fish for Shabbos, it's already late, and, and nobody's buying the rest of the fish, but this Yosef Michael Shabbos, he would buy at any expense all the fish, because he wanted to make sure he was going to have Kuvit Shabbos, so he comes, he buys the fish, he cuts it open, he finds the diamond, and everything the astrologers had told this person was going to happen, ended up happening. Now, if you go through the Gemara, the Gemara says, they brought him the fish, Kare, he tore it up, Ashkechei Marganisa, he found this diamond, Zabne, and he sold it, but Tlaser Iliasa the Dinri the Hava. He sold it for 13 addicts full of gold dinarim. Pogabe, Ahu Saba, Ahu Saba, Eliyahu came to him and he said, Mandi Yosef, Shabbata, Pare Shabbata. Anyone that, that makes it, that, that is expenses for Shabbos is going to end up being paid back for Shabbos. But what was his payment? His payment was he got a diamond that was worth 13 addicts of of golden dinarim. The Masha says that if you look a few lines earlier in this Gemara, the Gemara talks about Rab Avin, Rab Abba, who also was a big Micah Shabbos. Every year of Shabbos, he would buy 13 Astiri Pshiti worth of meat from 13 butchers. 
If you look at Rashi, Rashi says that the number 13 is all a, a, a Lush and Guzma. But the Mashos says not Mashman that way. Where do you find 13 is a Lush and Guzma? Certain numbers that are Lush and Guzma is 22, 400, 300. We've spoken about some of these numbers. But where do you find 13 is a Lush and Guzma? And it's, it's not Mashman that way. It's Mashman that there's something here to the number 13. So look, the Marsha, definitely nearer that this number is Bedikta. The reason Yosem Mekeshab has got 13 addicts full of golden dinarm, the reason why Abba used to buy for 13 whatever Astiri Pshiti from 13 different butchers, it's because the number 13 is associated with Abba Shabbat Kedusha. Kigoyin, Yud Gimel Midei Shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Umilas Echad, the word Echad, Shub Gematri Yud Gimel. Moira Aleim, Shem Midas Halalu Soiv Vimalach Dusay. Gam Midas HaToyra HaKadosha, Heim Yud Gimel, Shna Toyra Nidreshes Behem. Gam Midas HaOdom, Kishabol Lechlau Kedushas HaMitzvahs. When a person becomes Bar Mitzvah, how old is he? Heim Yud Gimel Shonim. 13 is a lotion of Kedusha. Ulozen, it's for that reason. Bekdusha Shashabbos, Le'il. Dezover Rabba. So Rabba used to buy for 13. From 13 different butchers. Because he understood 13 is the number of Kedusha. And he says it's Mestabed that Yosef Micah Shabbos used to do the same thing. And that's why the schar of Yosef Micah Shabbos was what? The schar of Yosef Micah Shabbos was 13 as well. But al him, I think this Marsha is a tzushtel to the tefillah of Tavyoimi. Whether it was Damoir Rav Tavyoimi, like the Heilig Sam Soifer said, or whether it's the Rishon Rabbi Yontif Lipman Milhoizen, like others have suggested. But regardless, this is a tefillah that the Shla Kaddish brings, and he brings this tefillah as a chashid tefillah to say. And what's the toichen of this tefillah? The toichen of this tefillah is all the number 13. And he mentions in that number 13, the Indian of Milo that was Nikrasu Allah Yud Gemobrisa, it's Yaakov Uvanov, our 13. The Yud Gemobide Shatayin Adreshes Behem. The Yud Gemobide Shalrachamim. The Yud Gemol Ikre Emuna. And here we have from the Marsha. A child becomes Bar Mitzvah when he's 13. Echad is Begematria, says the Marsha. 13. This idea that the Mekayme Shabbos would always symbolize the number 13. Rab Abba. And that's why Yosef Micah Shabbos, when he was rewarded, he was rewarded with the number 13. Because the number 13 is a number that has tremendous significance in all in Yonim of Kedusha. And that is the basis of Tfilos Tevyoimi. That Yeratzim Ofanecha Hashem HaMekudish Loish Esrei. Etc. 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 V'tosam Lisholem Me'amoynim Be'elo HaShloish Esrei. It's a Tfilos that I want to have a Shaykhist to the Kedusha of Shloish Esrei. And anything that's getting in the way of the Shlo- which Shloish Esrei. I want which is the Shloishesrei I want my Amuna to be in place, which is the Yud Gimel Ikrei Amuna. I want to be Zoicha to all the Midas Harachamim, the Shloishesrei Midas Harachamim, etc., etc. I want that I should be enveloped with the Kedusha of Shloishesrei, and this is the tzitz, a short filler that the Shlo brings. Why are we talking about this? It's a little bit of a digression from our digression. It's because the Shlo says that the 13 Midas Shloishesrei Relate to the Yud Gimel Ikri Amuna. One comes from the other. The thirteenth of the Midas Sharachim is Venake Lashovim, and the thirteenth Ikri Amuna is Trias Amesim. And Trias Amesim and Venake Lashovim has a Shaykhis, like Rabbi Yonis and Ivish had said in his Drosha in Yaris Tvash Chelikal of Drushyur, and like the Beis David said that Baruch Ato Hashem. Mechaye ha mesim with the hey ayadiyah is referring to the Risham Mechayeim, which are Korean mesim, and as a result, when a person does tshuva, Kadosh Baruch Hu is Venake Lashavim, which is Me'inyan Le'inyan Ba'isa Inyan, to the 13th of the Ikri Amuna, which is the Inyan of Triyas Ha